the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Buca Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. Amen. So Exodus chapter 14 and beginning at verse 19. All right. The word of the Lord reads as follows from Exodus chapter 14, beginning at verse 19. The angel of God who went before the camp of Israel moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud went before them and stood behind them. So it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. Thus it was a cloud and darkness to one, and it gave light by night to the other. So that the one did not come near the other all that night. And then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea into dry land. And the waters were divided. So the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground. And the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went after them into the midst of the sea. And the Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. Now it came to pass in the morning watch that the Lord looked down upon the army of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and the cloud, and he troubled the army of the Egyptians. And he took off their chariot wheels so that they drove them with difficulty. And the Egyptians said, let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may come back upon the Egyptians on their chariots and on their horsemen. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and when the morning appeared, the sea returned to its full depth while the Egyptians were fleeing into it. So the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea, and then the waters returned and covered the chariots of the horsemen and all the army of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. Not so much as one of them remained, but the children of Israel had walked on dry land into the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. So the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashores. Thus Israel saw the great work which the Lord had done in Egypt. So the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. 
Would you pray with me this morning? Father, we love you. We bless you. We thank you for your incredible grace. You are a great and awesome God. It's my prayer even now, God, that your Holy Spirit will speak through these lips of clay. Lord, that you would give me grace to be able to declare your word in such a way that if there's anyone that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior of their life, that today would be the day, God, that they would come asking, what must I do to be saved? I'm praying, Spirit of the living God, that you might deliver someone, God, today who has drifted in their fellowship. They've walked away from you, God. They have not remained faithful. But God, today, I pray that the preaching of the gospel will draw them back to a renewed fellowship with you. Spirit of the living God, I'm praying that each member of the body of Christ will be edified through the preaching of the gospel, that we might learn of you and might see you, God, in a clearer way. And might see even the more how we might apply the word of God to our life, that we might live stronger as children of God to reflect your glory in in this world in which we live. Lord, I'm surrendering all to you as a vessel, as an instrument in me, God. I pray that you would work through me, that you might accomplish your will in this place. And through all that is said and done, it's my, my, my most humble prayer, God, that you would get the glory and all the honor and all the praise. For I am truly desiring that you be praised in this experience today that each person God through the internet each person through their phone each person through their computer their laptop their iPad whichever means or mechanism they may be tuned in God I'm praying that your spirit would reach them on the pages of their life and speak to them today that you God might be lifted up in their hearts and in their life I surrender all to you God have your way this day in Jesus name amen and amen Praise God. On last Sunday, we began this series of messages uh, entitled Miracles, speaking from this idea of miracles. And we were in 2 Kings chapter 6, and we looked at this, the miracle, uh, the axe head miracle. Uh, and in the axe head miracle, we learned uh, the three things about miracles. That one, miracles support the will and the work of God. Uh, secondly, that miracles specifically target the need. And then thirdly, we learn that miracles supplies opportunity for human reception. In other words, even though God performs a miracle, you still have to reach out and grab it. You still have to receive it. Amen. And the reality is that miracles happen probably far more often than we realize in life. They're happening all around us on probably a regular basis, most of which we probably even take for granted. Miracles are proof that God is truly intervening in the affairs of man. Most can probably testify at one time or another in their life where they were at a place or they were in a circumstance or a situation where they could not do anything themselves and they had or they were surrendered to a place where they had to have the intervention of God. God, you've got to step in. God, you've got to come through. God, you've got to move. You've got to perform a miracle. Perhaps most of us, if not all of us, have been at that place At some point in our life, if you haven't, as the old folks say, keep on living because sooner or later life will put you in a place. It'll 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 back you up into a wall. It'll put you by a Red Sea that you can't cross on your own and your enemy will be behind you and there'll be a mountain on the left and a mountain on the right and a Red Sea in the front. And you're going to have to call upon the name of the Lord. And the only way you're going to escape is going to be by the miracle of God. In our text today, Israel, after 400 years of captivity in Egypt, they've been going through and they've they've been under the heavy hand of the the Egyptian slave masters and taskmasters. And by this time, God has raised up a deliverer in the name of Moses who has come and, and 
and, and perform miracle after miracle in the midst of the Egyptians. And finally, God moves upon the heart of the Pharaoh to cause the Egyptians to release the Israelites and to let them go. Now, it's, you would think that, that that's the greatest thing of all, that now they get to go free. They're, 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 they're on their own and off. But, but, but as it all plays itself out, God then again moves on the heart of Pharaoh, hardens his heart, and causes Pharaoh to come after the, the Israelites even after they have left. Imagine that. Here you are, a member of Israel. You've been in captivity all these years. You've been in bondage all this time. You've been a slave all this time. You've been made to make bricks without straw. You've had the, the taskmaster's whip on your back. You've gone through all of that. And then finally, when you are released from captivity, and God also worked another miracle that the, the very Egyptians that were once your slave masters have given you all their gold and all their silver, and you're walking out of their territory rich and wealthy with the wealth of the nation that was once your slave master and then only to get out so far and turn around and realize here they come with chariots of horses and chariots of men and soldiers they come after them because God had moved on the heart of Pharaoh to harden his heart to 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 bring forth the miracle of which this text now speaks I want to talk to you on this morning from the subject matter the Red Sea Miracle, And I would just want us to, you know, take a look into this passage and see what is it that we perhaps can learn from this Red Sea miracle. Well, as we de- delve into the text and beginning there in verse 19, we see that uh, the Egyptians, and I've kind of presented this story so it can bring you up to point where we are, and they're on their way out, and, and, and then God hardens Pharaoh's heart, and then now the, the Egyptians turn and they're coming after them. And the angel of God went before the camp of Israel, who went before the camp of Israel, moved and went to the rear as the pillar of cloud and went before them and stood behind them. And so it came to pass, rather, between he stood between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of the Israelites. And thus it was the cloud of darkness to one and it gave light to the other. So that the one did not come near the other. All that night. Watch this. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea into dry land, and the waters were divided. The first thing I want you to see about this Red Sea miracle is that this miracle is a divider. In the process of God moving, in the process of God moving to the assistance of the Israelites, This miracle shows us the dividing power of God. I love the way he introduces this portion of the text because it kind of shows us here in the text that we've got got this this miracle in the presence of God, in essence. He's he's showing up as a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night, and he's there to lead Israel on their journey out of captivity. And as they come to this place where Pharaoh finally decides to come out after them, watch this, this this presence of God in the form of a pillar of cloud and a pillar of of fire moves from the front of them to the back of them. I love this. Watch this. 
the, 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 the presence of God that was once leading them is now, has now stepped behind them to protect them. I'm, I'm preaching way better than you saying amen. I'm trying to help you to understand right here, right here in this text, that the God that we serve is a God that will lead you, but he'll also protect you. Lord, have mercy. He's not just a God who, who goes before you, but he's also a God who stands behind you. He, he's not only that God who will lead you in the paths of righteousness, but he's also the God that has goodness and mercy following you. He stands between his children, the Israelites, and the enemy, the Egyptians. And so he becomes a dividing presence between the righteous and the unrighteous. He becomes the means by which he separates him, the, the presence of those who are his and the presence of those who are his enemies. And so he becomes this divider between Israel and Egypt. But he's not just a divider in that sense. He divides them in that terms of his, his presence as he moves between them. And, and, and I know that there may be somebody here that understands and comprehends. There may be somebody listening this morning that understands and comprehends that we do serve a God who is a, is a dividing God. He's able to stand between the righteous and the unrighteous. I, come on, can, can I take you back just a few years ago? Can you remember the time when you were in the club and the, and the shooting broke out and other folk got hit and you didn't I tell you our God is a God who will stand between you and he'll stand between you and your enemy remember the time that the storm came through and your neighbor's house got tore up and the shingles were ripped off and the siding got tore off and you went out to inspect your house and nothing had touched your house it looked like a beautiful spring day God is a God who stands as a divider you ever been in an accident and when your car spun all around or when you went through the accident other cars got damaged but yours didn't, God has a way of standing between you and the enemy. He has a way of keeping his children from danger as he moves them to where he needs them to be. Are y'all still here with me this day? He's a, he's a God who, who works miracles as dividing his children from danger, dividing his children from the enemy. God here, in a way, is standing between the enemy, Egypt, and his children, Israel, God has a way of standing between you and disaster. He's dividing the righteous from the wicked. He's providing a light to one and darkness to the other. They're, they're both traveling the same way. But as you travel, you can see your way. But the person who's behind you chasing you, your enemy can't see you and they can't see their way. That's the dividing miracle of God that's working in our life every day. It's a miracle, I would say, that you're probably unaware of. And, and you're going about and you can see everything so clearly. And a person maybe standing right next to you can't see their way at all. God has the way of, in the midst of his miracle, of being a divider. Dividing the righteous from the unrighteous. Providing light to one and darkness to the other. So then the Lord says to Moses, Moses, stretch out your hand. And Moses stretches out his hand over this sea to perform a miracle because imagine for a moment you've just left all this time of captivity and you're, you're excited to get free and you've got riches and wealth of the enemy and you're you're traveling along and you've got your family with you you've got grandma with you you've got the kids with you you got your cousins with you you got the whole family is gathered together you're traveling along and you're excited that you're free and all of a sudden here comes the enemy and then you get to this place and 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 you get to this place where there's this red sea in front of you there's this impassable sea in front of you 
There's this, there's this, there's this, this, this obstacle in front of you that there's no way you're going to be able to get through it. And then God says to Moses, Moses, stretch out your hand. And Moses stretches out his hand. And the Bible here in the text says that when Moses stretched out his hand, he says, then the, then the, the sea divided. The sea opened up. It's there in verse 21. He stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind. And he made the sea into dry land and the waters were divided. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but perhaps there's some impassable barrier in your life. Perhaps there's some obstacle that you can't pass through on your own in your life. It's standing before you, and the only way you're going to make it through, the only way you're going to get out is God's going to have to split it so that you can walk through it. The only way you're going to have to get by it is God is going to have to dry it up so that you can get through it. The only way that you're going to pass is that God's going to have to work a miracle in your life. I stopped by to let you know he's a God who makes, who works miracles, who can divide red seas. And if he can divide a red sea, show off, he can divide the thing, the barrier that's standing in front of you this morning. He's capable of doing this kind of impossible thing. This Red Sea miracle proves that miracles can come to divide impassable barriers. And these impassable barriers, they could be financial, they could be emotional, they could be spiritual, they could be physical. I don't know what the the barrier is in your life, but our God is so powerful. He's such a miracle-working God that he has the capability of, of dividing it so that you can pass through. My God. And he's here dividing so that the children of Israel can walk right through. And even while he's dividing the sea, he's dividing them from their enemy. Because the miracle of the Red Sea performs, performed here is a divider. It's not just a divider. Because as I kept reading, I see that this Red Sea miracle is also a deliverer. Look at verse 22. It says, So the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, and the waters were a wall to them on the right hand and on the left. And the Egyptians pursued and went after them into the midst of the sea, all Pharaoh and his horses and his chariots and his horsemen. But Watch this. As they go into the sea, the, the driving or dividing of the sea is made a way of deliverance for them. Israel still, watch this, God opens up the sea. They're standing in this place. Moses reaches out his hand. The sea divides. Now watch this. Now that's their way of deliverance. That's it right there. The sea is divided. Oh, and, 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 and watch this. Not only is the sea divided, but the sea is divided and the, God works it out such that the ground, the, 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 the muddy seafloor becomes a walkway so that all they have to do is walk through it. Stay here with me. Um, because just because God does the miracle of dividing doesn't mean that it's over yet. Lord, help me here. Um, you've got to still walk through to your deliverance. 
Oh, help me, God. Uh, a whole lot of folk have had God work the miracle of dividing un, uh, immovable and impassable barriers in their life, but they were too afraid. They were too untrusting. They were too, they were too comfortable to walk through the, the divided barrier to get to their place of deliverance. Lord, help me here. And so the sea is divided to make a way for Israel to be delivered from their enemy. But watch this. But they've got to move. They've got to move forward. They cannot stop. They cannot just park themselves in that place. Can I talk to somebody this morning? When God opens up the way of escape for you, when God divides the impassable barrier for you, you've got to run to your place of deliverance. You've got to move forward into your place of deliverance because if you stand still, if you hang around and wait, it allows your enemy the opportunity to gain ground on you. Are y'all still here with me? What God does here is a miracle. It's literally a miracle. The seafloor becomes dry ground so that they can walk across. Now, why, why does God, why, why he have to make it dry? Why couldn't he just take in some of the water out? They could have walked across on muddy ground. But I'm, I'm trying to show you the accommodations of God. God has a way of accommodating his children so such that when they get to a place of deliverance, he's taken the labor out of it for them, Lord Jesus. And so all they've got to do is walk through this dry land, this walkway that he's now created. The water, watch this, that was once a threat to them, now, if I can read the text, verse 22, becomes a wall to them. The waters were a wall to them on the right and on the left. Now, most of us have probably seen some version of, uh, of this, this exodus on television. And on television, when we see this happen... And Moses stretches out his rod over the water, and the water splits, and, and, the, and the, the ground is dry. And on the one hand, the right hand, there's a wall of water. And on the left hand, there's a wall of water, uh, but it's, it's still moving, and it's still threatening. Y'all still here with me? But, but I've read this text over and over and over again. Because, see, sometimes when we've got visual pictures that have been put in our head by Hollywood, the visual picture overrides the text. But watch this. But I kept reading the text because I, I was looking to see if it was a wall of water or was it just a wall? Lord, help me here. And so I'm trying to imagine myself. I've just got out of 400 years of captivity. And then I get to a place where my enemy is chasing me from behind. There's a mountain on my left. There's a mountain on my right. There's a Red Sea in front of me. And then all of a sudden the Red Sea opens up. But then when I look to my right hand, I see all this water. And I see all this water moving. And I look on my left hand, I see all this water moving. And I see all these fish going up up and down and I see all this happening I, I'm just trying to put myself in the picture if I'm in that picture I'm still a little bit cautious I'm still a little bit afraid to move forward but what God does he takes the fear out of me moving forward and so the text does not say it was a wall of water it says the water became a wall and so in essence what 
Israel walked through was like walking down a hallway and there was a wall on this side and there was a wall on that side and there was a dry ground underneath them and so what they literally walked through gave no threat to them gave no 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 harm to them so there was nothing that would hinder them from moving forward and walking forward now y'all might say well pastor no you way off you way off but let me let me help you with this because if if we've got to walk through uh lord have mercy if we've got to walk through water but there's somehow the threat that that water just might come loose on us it's gonna cause us pause and we're gonna we're gonna be hesitant about moving and in fact when you've got about two million people moving through the middle of walls of water and they've got this water moving on either side what is it that gives them a confidence to keep moving that the water is not gonna collapse on them except that As the text says, the water became a wall to them. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301 301- Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.